is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. On a Friday morning, it's April 8th, 2022. Thanks so much for tuning in to EWTN. A very, very busy Friday morning, so we have to get right to it. We do have a uh, special guest coming up even before the break because of some breaking stories yesterday, of course, with the confirmation of Judge Jackson to the High Court and also a couple of big lawsuits in Michigan regarding the issue of abortion, and this ties in with what we're going to be talking about, actually, tonight on EWTN News In-Depth. Very proud now to be part of that incredible team, which brings you just what it says in the name of the show, News In-Depth. So tonight at 8 o'clock Eastern, host Monsi Alvarado is going to sit down with all of us, myself, Mark Irons, and Catherine Hadro, to wrap up a series that we did called Life After World Debate in the States, with a look at abortion laws and the pro-life movement, we're going to be having the entire team together for a roundtable discussion on changing abortion laws. Now, a lot is happening on the pro-life front, which is why we have a shorter newscast this morning, because I want to address some of these issues that are developing. What's happening is the left is panicking in many ways because of what's expected to come out of the Supreme Court with the Dobbs case. Now, for us in Michigan, we have a law on the books that says if Roe v. Wade is overturned, then Michigan becomes a sanctuary state. So our very pro-abortion governor is doing a couple of things. She's working with this organization called Reproductive Freedom for All, which came up with this petition drive, which we discussed in EWTN News in depth, where they're trying to, among other things, enshrine abortion in the Constitution. But then all of a sudden this week, she files a lawsuit, the ACLU files a lawsuit, and now they're even pushing this further because I believe they're very worried about their petition drive, so they're trying to circumvent the will of the people. Nothing new there, but Rebecca Kiesling, a wonderful pro-life attorney who was actually part of my story for EWTN News In-Depth, is on hold, and we'll get to her in just a few minutes. And then we will be getting into all the great programming coming up Holy Week on EWTN. Very excited, as always, to have Doug Keck with me, and he will be with us, of course, for our Inside Word. Look at our programming at 15 minutes past the hour. He's our president and chief operating officer at the network. And then hopefully we can get through to Father Andrew Kowalczyk. He is a pastor from my archdiocese in the Archdiocese of Detroit with St. Clair de Montefalco, and he's taken a group over to Poland, and he just got there this week. And what they're doing is they're right there on the border. They're at a transitional center helping refugees from Ukraine trying to make it into Poland. And this means a lot to him because he is of Polish heritage, and he's actually from the beautiful area of Zakopane, and he's going to be talking to us live this morning from Poland with some of uh, the pilgrims that are there with him. So that's going to be, I'm sure, a very powerful interview, getting really a first-hand look from the front lines of this of war that continues, unfortunately. So that's what we're looking at, a very, very busy morning. And then we'll wrap up with Fact Check Friday. And I have some suggestions for you in terms of good media usage and maybe some documents and a particular book to help you learn more and also to pull back and look at the big picture when it comes to the church and what's happening in our world right now because our teachings are timeless and our saints have left us so many so much beautiful information and teaching to help us through these difficult times okay so weather really uh, not too much of a of a big deal weather-wise although there were some um, flights that have been canceled and they're saying it's because of the weather 
but we're really not sure. There's been some uh, scuttlebutt down in Florida with some flights being canceled. But for the weather, critical fire weather conditions likely today in the central plains to the northwestern Gulf Coast and Nebraska and Kansas to the southeast Texas and southwestern Louisiana. Also, gusty winds and very dry conditions adding to the troubles there. And still, record high temps possible in parts of California into the Great Basin. Heat advisories now in effect for Southern California as well. So that's the forecast. Let's get to a shorter newscast, but bringing you at least a few stories to keep you up to date here on a Friday morning, April 8th, on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. The Ukrainian officials are saying Russian forces have attacked a train station in eastern Ukraine where thousands of people were trying to evacuate confusion and terror immediately following the attack. Ukraine State Railway Company says more than 30 people were killed. Over 100 were injured by a Russian missile strike at a train station that was a main evacuation point for those trying to flee to safer parts of the country. The rail company says on Thursday three trains carrying evacuees were blocked by a Russian airstrike in the same part of eastern Ukraine. Ukraine, meanwhile, appealing to NATO for more firepower to fight invading Russian forces. Ukraine's foreign minister spelled out his country's needs yesterday in a NATO meeting in Brussels. My agenda for the discussion had only three items. It's weapons, weapons, and weapons. Later in the day in New York, the U.N. General Assembly voting to expel Russia from the U.N. Human Rights Council over gruesome killings in Bucha near the Ukrainian capital of Kiev. The Senate, as we mentioned, confirming a federal judge contending Brown Jackson to the nation's highest court with the support of all Democrats and a handful of Republicans. A vote 53 to 47. Vice President Harris presided over the final vote call. Senator Ted Cruz saying she's soft on crime, especially on cases involving child pornography. In 100% of the cases where she had discretion, she sentenced way, way, way below the average sentence of other federal district judges. Senator Ted Cruz saying once sworn in, she will be the most liberal Supreme Court justice ever. She has a record of supporting abortion, has been thoroughly criticized again for light prison sentences. And we'll be talking about this in just a minute with our guest, Rebecca Kiesling, pro-abortion Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer filing a lawsuit pushing for the Michigan Supreme Court to create a right to abortion in the state constitution. As LifeNews.com and other sources are reporting, Whitmer saying she is concerned the Supreme Court will overturn Roe v. Wade. Michigan does have an old law that would make abortions illegal in Michigan if Roe v. Wade is overturned this year by the high court as a result of the Dobbs v. Jackson case. The defendants in the case, prosecutors in 13 counties where abortion businesses are located, Whitmer's lawsuit coincides with a state ballot initiative abortion activists have filed that would keep abortion on demand legal even if the U.S. Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. And as we mentioned earlier, mass cancellations reported at airports around the world, including in South Florida. Hundreds of passengers packed into Miami and Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airports with no idea of what the problem really is. We've seen unsubstantiated claims of bad weather, and there is no bad weather here, so we're really frustrated. Hundreds of flights canceled in the U.S. alone and many more delayed. Most carriers are impacted, including American, Alaska, Delta, and United Airlines. It is seven minutes past the hour. Do hope your Friday is going well. It's a busy, busy Friday morning, and we're going to go right to our first guest. And Rebecca Kiesling was featured in my recent report on EWTN News In-Depth all about what's happening in Michigan. And Rebecca called me first thing uh, yesterday morning when this story broke, uh, actually right after I got off the air with you here, folks, regarding our governor, uh, two lawsuits being filed to really push and really circumvent the will of the people 
and to try and enshrine abortion in our Constitution. Rebecca Kiesling is a pro-life attorney and president of Save the One. Rebecca, did this surprise you, or is this just a more of the same with our governor in the ACLU? Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Thanks. It did surprise me because it's not even ripe yet. Uh, it's not timely. That Roe v. Wade has not been overturned yet. And, um, you know, in the law, there's this concept of ripeness. And this is not the time for them to be filing yet. You know, to try to fudge it in the governor's allegations, she tried to say that this Bricker case from 1973, it was the Michigan Supreme Court case, that it left uncertainty and that, you know, therefore, it really, Bricker, in light of Roe v. Wade, said that uh, the law was currently unenforceable to the extent that Roe v. Wade impacted it, but it, it could still be enforced, like, against somebody who's not a physician. And that case involved somebody who was not a physician. And so for her to say, like, Suddenly, after 49 years, oh, there's uncertainty and we need clarification. That's crazy. That's, her, that's how she's trying to claim that it's, that it's timely because something that's been going on for 49 years all of a sudden now requires clarification. It's not right. She, they should be waiting until after the Dobbs decision. But, you know... Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. They have they have an election coming up, and right now they have a four to three majority on the Michigan Supreme Court, and they're worried that they're going to lose one of those seats on the Michigan Supreme Court. So they're trying to bring this now to get it to the Michigan Supreme Court quickly. But they already have that petition effort going, and and as I mentioned earlier, you were part of our story that we did on EWTN News in death. It just seems kind of odd that they're they're doing this, and because she's supporting that wholeheartedly, and the ACLU is involved in that as well. This group called Reproductive Freedom for All, and now they're doing this. That's what I'm saying. They're they are they just trying to, as you said earlier this morning in the first hour of our program, just throwing in everything in the kitchen sink. Yeah, and. You know, they're all in collusion together. I mean, the Attorney General, I'm sure the ACLU, Planned Parenthood, you know, because there are two lawsuits filed on the exact same morning. You know, <laughs> that's not a coincidence. They're all working together. And then, of course, we're going to see that the Attorney General, who the ACLU sued on behalf of Planned Parenthood, she'll concede that there's a right to an abortion instead of recusing herself like she should because she swore, you know, an oath to uphold the law, but she'll concede, just like happened in Iowa. You had their attorney general concede, and the Iowa Supreme Court found a right to an abortion under the Iowa Constitution. This is what they're doing all over the country. And that's why this has significance outside of Michigan, correct? Yeah, this is happening all over the country where you have... Um, you have red states, in fact, like North Dakota. You have states where... Um, you know, it's it's in the legislature, it's read, so they can't do what they should be doing through the legislature. They do it through the courts when you know they have some liberal justices. And they, so they find a right to an abortion under the state constitution. But isn't this a sign, too, that they're panicking because they are having major, major problems with their petition drive in Michigan? We had Monica Miller, Dr. Monica Miller, on my local show, as you know, earlier in this week, and Monica was talking about the fact they had to pull a number of their petitions because of issues with them. Yeah, I think they don't want to just rely on the petition or on the people, how the people are going to vote. You know, they might be doing polling to see how people might vote on this. 
and they might feel like they don't necessarily have the votes at the pool. So what can we do as concerned Christians about this, Rebecca? You're always about action items and, and getting people involved. Yeah. We see this, and, and they, they always do this, the left. They always go to the courts because they know the majority of people in the country uh, in the pro-life issues, even if they quote-unquote claim they're pro-choice, they, they are not with the extremists who are behind these types of lawsuits. What can we do? Well, you know, first of all, pay attention to going on, what's going on. Share it with your friends. Make sure people know, you know, what everyone stands for. Make sure that you vote pro-life for the Supreme Court, that you pay attention. A lot of people don't vote for the courts. They just vote sort of top of the ticket. Um, so make sure you vote uh, and you know who the pro-life candidates are all the way up and down, rtl.org, right slash Michigan. They'll let you know who the pro-life candidates are. Um, that Supreme Court is extremely important. We had a pro-life Supreme Court for years. We had a, a case, Mahaffey, where they found that there's no right to an abortion under the Michigan Constitution at the Court of Appeals, and leave was denied to the Michigan Supreme Court. So the law in Michigan right now is that there is no right to an abortion under the Michigan Constitution. That's the opposite of what Whitmer is arguing. Um, I am acting, I'm stepping in, and I'm going to be filing a um, motion to intervene on both cases uh, as an interested party, because this is the law which protected me. And they're saying that basically my birth was a wrongful birth, and that uh, that law that which protected me violated the Michigan Constitution, and that my life should not have been spared, that I should have been killed. Right. And so I'm going to file, and on behalf of Save the One, my organization, we're going to file a motion to intervene. It looks like Right to Life in Michigan is going to file, and um, I know that uh, there's some other pro-life organizations, uh, you know, legal organizations that are going to be representing different entities. The prosecutors are being sued. I, I think half of them are pro-life, and so they're going to fight back. So just pay attention to what's going on. And, um, you know, the allegations in the complaint are interesting. I mean, one of the, and there's almost a hundred allegations in each complaint, but the ACLU, one of their allegations was, uh, raising children is costly. Yeah, I mean, wow, oh okay. Goodness. You know, we'll screenshot that, capture that, and, you know, that, that needs to be sent around. This is who these people are. Right. People need to wake up. This is who these people are. You know, oh my gosh, it's awful. Yeah. Well, but you know what, Rebecca, you're, you're a very um, a strong person and a positive person, and you're making a huge difference, and I'm so grateful for your work. And again, I want to remind folks that Rebecca was part of uh, the story that I did for EWTN News in Depth, where we looked at life after road debate in the States, and I handled the Michigan end of it. Rebecca, where do we find you online if folks want to uh, check out your ministry, Save the One, and also just find out more about what's happening with these two cases? Sure. Um, I'm on all the social media under Rebecca Kiesling, K-I-E-S-S-S. L-I-N-D. My website's RebeccaKeesling.com. My organization is Save the One, and that's the number one, not the word one, from the parallel law sheet, where the um, Good Shepherd leaves the 99 to save the one. Aww. And so, you know, you can find us on, you know, the web and on all the social media. Well, keep us posted as to when you file and you get involved in this. We'll have you back on. It's so important. And, of course, I've uh, interviewed uh, Rebecca quite often, not only here on Catholic Connection, but also at the March for Life, which she attends every year. Save the One is a powerful ministry and represents those who were uh, conceived in rape. And Rebecca has a huge, I mean, a huge, huge, incredible story about her life's journey 
and you really have to check it out on her website as well. Rebecca, thanks. We will be in touch. We're going to take a quick break, folks. 15 minutes past the hour, a busy, busy, busy Friday morning. Do not lose heart. Do not be discouraged. The devil wins, and we feel overcome. Rebecca's not giving up. She's out there on the front lines, and we need to do the same. 16 minutes past the hour, Doug Keck up next on a Friday morning edition of Catholic Connection. Stay tuned. Abortion. Pornography. Embryonic stem cell research. Corporate contributions to Planned Parenthood. Do you invest in companies that are engaged in these practices? The Ave Maria Mutual Funds do not. And their investment portfolios reflect that. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. This show is underwritten in part by the following nonprofit company. This Easter holiday, see the movie based on the inspiring true story. Figured it out. Well, I'm going to be a priest for Halloween. Of Father Stu. No one wants to hear the gospel from the mouth of a gangster. Academy Award nominee Mark Wahlberg. Maybe that's exactly what they need. And Academy Award winner Mel Gibson. Man don't lose when he gets knocked down, but when he won't get up. God ain't giving up on you. Don't you dare go giving up on yourself. Father Stu, exclusively in movie theaters, April 13th. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. CMF Curo is the Catholic health care option you've been searching for. From concierge service to ethical consultations to partnerships with one of the nation's largest health care sharing ministries, CMF Curo offers a pro-life, Catholic approach to your overall health and well-being. Find out today if CMF Curo is right for you. Call 833-GET-CURO. That's 833-G-E-T-C-U-R-O. Or visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Location, location, location. These are the three most important factors in real estate. The same might be said for colleges. Trudging through snow to get to an 8 a.m. statistics class is a much different experience than breezing by a palm tree to the raucous applause of a laughing gull. With the average temperature of 84 degrees and wetland nature as your backdrop, it's no wonder students tend to stay once they visit our campus. Ave Maria University, your future location, location, location. Visit AveMaria.edu. So glad to have Doug Heck with us every Friday. He's our president and chief operating officer and gives us an inside look. We call this segment the inside word of upcoming programming. And, of course, Doug, I can't believe it. A week from today is Good Friday. Wow. Holy week next week. It just went by so fast. Like, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Oh, no no problem. My pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it was funny in a sense because, uh, you know, in a sense, uh, Lent started late. Uh, Easter's late this year, actually, right. in the sense of the calendar, what we normally have with starting in Ash Wednesday, so, uh, but here it is, absolutely, and of course, EWTN is always, is ready, and so we've got, uh, you know, great programming this weekend, people can uh, still check out. Uh, next week, uh, as we roll into uh, Holy Week, with, of course, uh, Palm Sunday, people can check that out, but we've got Mother Angelica Live Classic, her Seven Last Words uh, program, uh, people can check that out on the on the 12th, that's on Tuesday. And then, obviously, uh, as you were mentioning, uh, you've got the Holy Thursday programming kind of really kicks things off. Mm -hmm. But one of the most interesting things is we're going to be re-airing something that was very, very popular. It was the EWTN Global Stations of the Cross for Peace in Ukraine. Ah, we, we remember, we did that. And yes. An incredible number of people joined and watched online. And so that'll be on the 14th at 8 a.m. That'll be on Holy Thursday at 8 a.m. Originally, we aired it on April 1st, but that's uh, to help and, again, support the people 
of Ukraine. So check that out. Also, uh, Jonathan Rumi of The Chosen fame mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. did a program a couple of years ago, which we've aired, called The Last Days. Uh, you can check that out as well. He's featured playing Jesus in that on, on the 14th as well on Holy Thursday at 10.30 a.m. We also have that uh, fine event we've been carrying the last few years, Praying with Jesus in the Garden of, of Olives, coming from the Holy Land, um, thanks to the Franciscans of the Holy Land from the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, in the Basilica of the Agony, which I'm sure you're familiar with yep. from mm-hmm. Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's always an interesting event for people, especially for people who haven't been to the Holy Land. And then we roll into Good Friday programming. Obviously, there's events from Washington, events from Rome, and, of course, the always popular Way of the Cross from Rome um, is, is something That's one of my favorites to. always. Yeah, yeah the always Way of the powerful, Cross from Rome. Powerful yeah. imagery. And uh, a new uh, edition of the Seven Last Words of Christ with uh, Father Raymond D'Souza. Um, so we'll be airing that at 8 p.m. on uh, Good Friday. And then, of course, we've got the Easter Vigil Mass with the Holy Father uh, from Rome and also events from Washington, as always. And then the Solemn Master... Easter and the Irby at Orby and, you know, everything you're looking for. And go to EW10.com for all of these uh, events and what's scheduled uh, through Easter. And then uh, uh, also, since we won't be talking next uh, week, uh, you know, look forward to uh, Divine Mercy Sunday, which also has a plethora of events that we carry for, you know, you can really dive into an ocean of mercy with EWTN around Divine Mercy. So go EWTN.com for all this information, and many of the events will also be available on demand and on our YouTube channel for uh, reviewing if you miss it originally. Yeah, Doug, I've got my uh, fact check Friday that's coming up after the interview with one of our local priests who's over in Poland, and I'm going to encourage people to back away uh, from you know the secular media next week and to really stay tuned to us uh, and not to be self-serving, but we need to be uh, in relationship with the church and with Christ, I think, more closely, especially with everything that's going on in the world. We need to focus on what happened and remember what happened on Easter Sunday and what the church gives us in in the passion of our Lord. I'm going to recommend some documents to maybe spend some time with in prayer next week. But thinking about everything that you just went through, what an amazing gift. And we were talking about this in the first hour of the program because we're wrapping up our Ave Maria uh, pledge drive. And you think about the tools that we have, Doug, to be able to really just be in unison with the church around the world and to see the Pope and other you know wonderful people in the church out there and, and, and this beautiful celebration of the liturgy in so many ways. Absolutely, and it, it go, goes to show that it's uh, it was a work of the Holy Spirit yeah. uh, uh, through Mother Angelica, in a sense, because in a world where the technology was just beginning and was still pretty basic, uh, Mother's vision to build this universal outreach at a time when, A, we need it, B, technology is changing and making it more efficient and more practical to do it and, and, and to be able to bring uh, this connection of people, uh, as your show, Catholic Connection, a total connection to mm-hmm. everybody around the globe, uh, not only viewing what's happening in Rome, but inputting uh, events and inputting uh, the experience of Catholicism in Africa or in uh, Southeast Asia or in Australia and Germany, and for all Catholics to be able to experience um, Catholicism as it's uh, you know uh, practiced around the globe. I have to ask you, when you are in your office in, Bur- in Irondale and you're looking out the window and you see the satellite dishes and you know the extent of the programming, I'm sure 
more than once a week you have this moment and think, holy cow, how did we get here, right? I mean, it's so incredible. It's, uh, it, I, it's loaves and the fishes. I mean, that's how I've always tried to describe UWT. It's loaves and the fish. You can't figure out. Suddenly something's coming up and we're going to be doing this, and it's like, well, how are we going to do this? And suddenly whatever we need mm-hmm. to do, it may not happen the way we think it's going to happen. It may not happen from the direction we think it's going to happen. It may not happen as quickly as we'd like it to happen, but ultimately... It happens incrementally, sometimes expeditiously. You know, it just happens, and uh, and it's because of mother's providential faith in the Lord. And as long as we 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 march and step with her, with one foot in the air and a queasy feeling in our stomach, uh, you know, and are true to the mission of uh, that mother was given. I, you know, uh, the Lord continues to bless us uh, and blesses so many people's lives, as you know from what you hear feedback. Right. Uh, when you go to March for Life or on your show on a regular basis, how many people say, "Why didn't anybody tell me about mm-hmm. this? That's why your mm-hmm. pledge drive is so important." You know, where is this? How come I don't hear about this in my parish? You know, we have media missionaries reaching out, trying to raise people's awareness. Not so we can figure out how you can send money to EW10. We want you to no, know. No, it's evangelization. This, this programming is out there. These shows are available to you to help you li- live and survive from Sunday to Sunday because right. it's difficult out there, as you indicated, saying, mm-hmm. you know, if you're caught up in the secular world during Holy Week, it's hard to focus. Absolutely, and, and, and it's so important to really remember about the bark of Peter and that we are going to get to the other side and we have to stay in the mothership and we help you do that. Doug, have a blessed Holy Week and we'll pick it up before Divine Mercy Sunday. Thanks for all you do in the network. Our President and Chief Operating Officer, Doug Keck from EWTN. You can check out all the great material, as Doug mentioned, the great programming live and pre-recorded. Just go to the website, EWTN.com. We'll be right back. It was 30 years of pain, hiding what I did. It destroyed my life, little by little. I have hidden my true emotions since that day, the day I had the abortion. I was convinced, without a doubt, that God would not forgive me. Are you suffering with the burden of a past abortion? Come on a Rachel's Vineyard retreat and release your burden. Call 214-544-CARE. Attending the retreat, allowed me to finally open up and share with others who have been down the same road. I am renewed. I have a sense of freedom, and I can finally feel God's grace. God healed each wound. I didn't have to do the work. All I had to do was come. I give thanks to God that He called me to the vineyard. Give yourself a chance to feel alive again. Call 214-544-CARE or visit racheldallas.org. Would you like to support a wonderful Catholic school here in North Texas doing great things to bless students who are in unique and challenging situations in life? Hi, this is Dave Palmer, and I am very excited to be the MC for the 25th annual Noche de Gracias Night of Thanks benefiting Casada High School in Fort Worth. The event will be the evening of Tuesday, April 26th at Joti Garcia's Restaurant in Fort Worth. To purchase your tickets or to learn more about Noche de Gracias, visit casadahs.org and click on the Make a Difference tab. 
Have you ever asked, what does the Knights of Columbus have to offer me? There is something for every Catholic family. Being a Knight of Columbus can mean protection through our highly rated life insurance program. It could mean getting involved in your council and parish. It could mean doing more Catholic family activities through our domestic church initiatives. There is something for everyone. Knights of Columbus is the leader in building up our church, and every Catholic man 18 years or older should join today online at knights.net. That's K-N-I-G-H-T-S. Net. 28 minutes past the hour. Welcome back. Catholic Connection, coast to coast and around the globe on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. We so appreciate you tuning in. And we know the world can sometimes seem overwhelming, and we want to stay in bed and, and pull the covers over our head or say like that old commercial used to proclaim, Calgon, take me away. But we have to get out there and be the Lord's hands and feet. My favorite saint, St. Teresa of Avila, actually has a poem dedicated to that, being the hands and feet of our Lord. And folks that are doing that over in Poland, helping refugees that are trying to flee the trouble in Ukraine right now, are from my archdiocese. I'm very proud of them. Father Andrew Kowalczyk, and he is a pastor of St. Clair de Montefalco in the Archdiocese of Detroit, along with parishioner Mike McDevitt. And Mike has been a longtime parishioner for 38 years at St. Clair de Montefalco and also working in the Christian um, service area. And welcome both of you this morning from Poland. Father, I'll go to you first. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Teresa. Welcome, and thank you, and we welcome all your listeners. All right, so, Father, give us an idea of uh, why you decided to go. We know that you're originally from Poland. I was telling my listeners that you're from the beautiful area of Zakopane. What drew you to put a group together to go there right now in the midst of all the trouble? I think that everyone who watched the, the news and everyone who watched the images that came from our TV sets were appalled by the suffering and misery of, of the people who had to flee their own country to find a refuge in, a, in a, another country, neighboring country, and seeing the, the vast number of children and elderly um, going for, for the train uh, travel and coming to this country. Um, so we, sa- we said we, we got to do something because we cannot sit idly, watch, watch television, sit in the comfortable chairs, which, you know, not everyone can travel. I understand this, but we said, why don't we do something very special? Organize the prayer, organize the financial help, organize the, the help that, that can be sent back to, to, uh, to Poland to assist the, those who are on the ground. But also the idea came um, that what if we go and, uh, and we give our hands, our soul and heart and smile, and sweat uh, right here on the ground to the people who are in need. And within three days, we we had uh, 18 people who paid their airfare, and uh, we had to turn uh, turn away almost 40 people who wanted wow. to go. But but it's just impossible to host all all the volunteers at the same time. So we are here to to see what what the needs are, where we can help, and how we can help and then bring back home. We, we're coming back home next week uh, to spread the news, and perhaps other people can go and volunteer and give their uh, hearts to, to the people who are suffering. So exactly where are you located? And you said during the break you're in the southeastern area um, of Poland. Yes, what's it like the city, there? We are in the city. A beautiful day today in the southeast the city of Przemysl, which is uh, located probably around approximately 20 kilometers, which is 15 miles 
from the Ukrainian border. It is the main city from which the trains are coming from Ukraine, and not far away, maybe five kilometers away, is the ma- main uh, crossing for the for the uh, for the cars. And so what have you seen, Father, before I get to Michael to get his perspective in terms of the refugees? Uh, what are some of the activities that, that you're involved in right now on the ground there? So what, what we, our 18, 18 uh, number of people have been split into two groups, and we, some groups are staying here in the city. Uh, another group is in the outskirts of, of the city. Uh, I am with a group of outskirts of the city. We just arrived to the city to pick up. This is what we do. We we, take, uh, we have the van, and we go to the border, uh, bring people, do the paperwork, bring people to safety, and uh, people stay there, uh, sleep there, being attended by the doctor and nurses, being fed, washed, cleaned, and everything. And then uh, they being transferred wherever they would like to go. If they want to go to Spain, Italy, or any other, uh, their organizations here, they will help them with, with transfer. So what are we doing? We're doing the, the bathrooms, floors. We play with children. Uh, we transfer people, do shopping, uh, take the people shopping, uh, sit them, cry with them. The other day, the new sh- uh, new. Uh, a group of people arrived, and they were sitting outside having a cigarette, and I just sat, because I don't speak Ukrainian language, just sat with her, this lady just burst into tears, and um, and I cried too. Mm. And Michael, I wanted to bring you on. Thank you so much for you, for your witness as well. Uh, Michael McDivitt, a parishioner at St. Clair Montefalco in the Archdiocese of Detroit, where Father Andrew, also our guest, serves as a pastor. Michael, why did you decide to do this? Because I'm sure there probably was concern on the part of friends and family. Sure. Oh, my goodness, you're going into such yes. a sensitive area. Yes. Uh, you know, it was that first two weeks, you know, that the war had broken out. Uh, I think we all, we all were looking to how we could donate. It was mostly financial resources, uh, some local areas, people were collecting things. But I think Father raised the prospect, he didn't know yet, but he raised the prospect, his contacts here in Poland, what if we, I could get a group of people together and we could go do something? We could go, basically, as you, I love that expression, my wife loves it, about using your hands and your feet uh, to do the Lord's work. And I think mm-hmm. that's what we, the people that responded right away, that we didn't know what we would be doing, I think some people have more skills than others, but I think all we all are willing to help. Uh, and I know, like, for example, last night, uh, the gentleman who's coordinating at the place where we were helping and assisting with refugees let us know that a truck had driven 30 hours from France uh, full of donated supplies um, and that he was going to turn around and head home, but he needed to be so exhausted he wanted help unloading the truck. So the four or five of us got up and uh, met him over there at 5.15 in the morning and spent an hour, an hour and a half unloading the truck into the center where the uh, probably about 20 or 30 refugee families were staying. Um, and now they came back later and are helping them break down the boxes and restock supplies. And again, that's just something tangible that we were able to do. So how are you are you feeling being involved in this, Mike, in terms of what does it do, especially right before Holy Week, to your own faith? Well, sir, certainly it, it's, I recognize and appreciate what a unique opportunity it is. I mean, there are so many other people. I'm one of it, uh, eight children. All, you know, they, they all, I think, wish they could do something, you know, and, um, and be physically 
actually, but you know, most people can't do that. Most people don't have the either, you know, the time or the ability to, to get this involved. So I do feel like it's a very special opportunity. Uh, you know, and it, what's so strange is that I'm here for 10 days and then we'll get back on Holy Thursday, uh, and get right back into our routines and uh, get ready, prepare for, for Easter. Um, and it's, it's certainly it's going to be a, a special experience that I'll have had. I'll say it. And, Father, before we let you go, and I know you're real busy, and I, I so appreciate your time, but obviously you're going to be bringing this back home to the parish community and to the Archdiocese of Detroit, sharing your experience. Where can we find Are you posting on Facebook? Where can we find information on this trip? Yes, uh, all of our days and pictures are posted on our parish uh, Facebook, St. Claire of Montefalco. Um, and uh, everything at Gross Point Park, Michigan, everything can be can be found there. And uh, the the needs are great, Teresa. You know, uh, let me hold on. You know what, Father? Let's bring you back up after the break because we're going to get interrupted by the satellite break. So hold on. We're talking with Father Andrew Kowalczyk and Mike McDivitt from St. Clair de Montefalco Parish in the Archdiocese of Detroit both of whom are involved in a wonderful group of volunteers. They're at the border there in the southeast part of Poland, helping Ukrainian refugees, trying to find a new life because of the war. And we'll wrap up with Father right after the break, because I wanted to share that very important information on the needs there. Stay tuned. Join the people of St. Jude Parish in Allen on the third Saturday of each month as they hold their 40 Days for Life. Following morning Mass, participants will carpool to the Whole Women's Health Clinic to peacefully pray for an end to abortion and offer Choose Life handouts. Participants will meet up back at St. Jude after about an hour. If you've been looking for a way to further the pro-life cause, this is your chance. Are you a commercial building owner, facilities manager, or commercial property owner who is having constant water leak issues with your roof? My name is Mari Buford, owner of Buford Roofing and Construction, proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network, and a member of St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Grapevine. Commercial roof repairs and replacements can be stressful. We can explain the process of resurfacing your roof. We may be reached at 817-329-ROOF or at BufordRoofing.com. Howdy, this is Cameron Kolodzinczak, a senior from the Diocese of Austin, discerning my vocation at Holy Trinity Seminary. Please join us at the seminary on Palm Sunday, April 10th at 7.30 p.m. for the Living Stations of the Cross, a meditation on our Lord's passion and death in a beautiful way to begin Holy Week. St. Joseph is a patron saint of home and family. At My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine, we support the Guadalupe Radio Network's mission of honoring and supporting home and family as longtime sponsors of KATH 910 AM. We're Bob and Norma Duane, owners of My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine. We would be honored to speak with you about all your mortgage needs. We can be reached at 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. We are an Eagle Housing Lender, NMLS 265303. Welcome back, Catholic Connection, on a Friday morning, and we're chatting with Father Andrew Kowalczyk. He's a pastor of a beautiful parish in my neck of the woods in the Archdiocese of Detroit, St. Clair de Montefalco, 
along with his uh, parishioner and the head of uh, Christian Service Coordination for the parish, uh, Michael McDevitt, and both of them uh, sacrificing their time and their efforts and their energies to help those in need, refugees coming in from Ukraine. Father, thanks for sticking with us, and Michael as well. Uh, Father, you wanted to talk about the needs there. What are the needs? What are you seeing in terms of uh, what people are suffering? Uh, what, what the needs are, certainly we, the, the coordinators of our trip told us don't bring anything because everything is here. You can buy anything. So financial needs are, are the, the greatest, I, I believe. And this is what, what we need, um, because, uh, many people want to stay close and, mm-hmm. and the coordinator of our group says that he wants to give the opportunity to employ these people because they speak the languages. They will know what to do with the refugees and, uh, how to explain and where do they go. So the financial need is the, the great, uh, the greatest, I would say. So I would encourage all, all the, the potential, uh, Listeners, for yes, to your listeners, to donate the, the uh, to whatever you can. But I also want want to want to say that um, not many people can travel to Europe. That's for sure. Not many people can afford. But everyone can do something good in the community. Whether donate the blood, do something for the neighbors. Uh, what we see see here, the simple acts of kindness, simple acts of charity and love. It goes very, very far, and we can build the, the, the kingdom we can, of God, and we can just bring goodness. That there, you know, whether I'm Polish or someone is Ukrainian, we, we all are smiling and crying, and the tears have the same taste, and, uh, and laughter uh, moves, uh, moves our bodies in the same way, and, and I think that's what we need. So I would encourage everyone to do something good, whatever people are. But if you, if someone is in position of donating some finances, five, ten, ten dollars to that cause, please do hundred uh, percent of our of whatever we uh, raise, uh, we brought with us to to Poland, and we are giving to to the people and to those who are helping on the ground. And Michael, with your uh, work in the parish in terms of uh, Christian service and, and evangelization, what a witness you're going to bring back. How do you uh, hope to share the experience with your parishioners and, and uh, fellow uh, folks in the Archdiocese of Detroit and beyond? Well, certainly that you're right. I mean, that's, uh, you know, we're taking lots of pictures. Uh, currently, you know, Father Andrew and others are posting to our website. Um, and that Facebook, was Facebook, the Facebook, our Facebook page. And, um, and we'll continue to do that. And uh, I know like, our Christian service team at St. Clair, the dozen or so people are all, as are my parishioners, I know will want to hear. And as one who's, at least for my people locally, I can certainly write my weekly column, and I'll plan to share uh, details and some of the stories um, and use those, uh, hopefully to inspire others. And what's it been like for you, Michael, really to do, because you've been to Poland before on a pilgrimage. What is it like for you to be there right now and, and to see the suffering but to also be a part of, of the solution there. Yeah. And what's, a, what's amazing is, is you see it on TV and often you see the size and scope of the, you know, the train station and some of the centers that are holding hundreds of people. But what, what really is, has, I've been able to witness is you break it down to one or two families, you know, staying in a small in a center and uh, being able to have close contact with them. And, uh, you know, one of the things we were doing, we helped set up a rec room in the center with uh, toys and puzzles and, and arts, our supplies, just so the kids could sit down and, and take a break and play. And it, to me, that really has been some of the most touching moments. It's just suddenly to see some of the kids smile and act a little more normal 
than what you know what they've gone through. I can't even imagine what they've gone through in the in the week before. Um, but for me, that certainly is a unique opportunity that you know just you can't get that. Uh, I feel so fortunate to have been able to be there and witness that. Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures on Facebook. They're they're really great. Gives you a sense of, of what's going on and and your group getting mm-hmm. into the real thick of things. And and Father, as as we wrap up, I, I I think really being again as I was quoting my favorite saint, Saint Teresa of Avila, being the Lord's hands and feet. That God has no hands, no feet That's on right. earth, but ours, as she always said. Uh, as a priest, as we're going into Holy Week, what does it mean to you to be there? Uh, it's so interesting because I have the opportunity, thanks be to God, because of my work, to travel and lead pilgrimages. And you people are really the same at the end of the day we're all children of god and you see this when you travel you see the universal church in action what is this like for you to be back in your homeland in this particular situation right now well i would say it's the holy thursday live where we are here washing the feet of those uh, our brothers and sisters by by helping so it's the anticipation of the holy week we're coming back on wednesday and on Thursday, we celebrate the, the, the liturgy of the Last Supper with the washing of the feet. And, uh, you know, to me, it's the uh, adoration of the Blessed Sacrament takes, takes the real face uh, of, the, of the person. Uh, yesterday, for example, I was bringing a, a, a mother with a little child who traveled since Tuesday. Wow. And... Um, it, it, and that's to me is the presence of God right there that I can you know help uh, and be there of the uh, of um, of of witness what what God had done for me and I'm trying to emulate in the best possible way uh, by helping others. That's to me the the ministry of of the priest, the service of the priest uh, that that I can offer and. For me, there was never a second second uh, thought whether I want to go or not. I had to have the permission from my superiors because I belong to the religious community of the Michaelite Fathers, and they gave me the permission. So I said, "I'm going." And uh, and it, it, you know, just to fin- finish the house because you're busy as well. I got a text from uh, from our group here in the, in the main center of for the humanitarian help, and here's what they did. We stripped beds, disinfected cots, the floor, mopped the floor, uh, 300 beds, uh, 50 beds disinfected, uh, trash cans uh, uh, disinfected, to the trash, sorted clothing, clean litter boxes, swept parking lot, took care of each other. That's what we do. Mm, That's amen. our ministry to the people who, who are mm-hmm. in need. Yeah, rolling up your hands and you know, rolling up those sleeves and, and uh, getting in there and uh, hands and feet of the Lord. Thank you both, Michael McDevitt, Coordinator of Christian Service and Maintenance at St. Clair of Montefalco. And of thank course, you. yes, thank you. And Father Andrew Kowalczyk, the pastor of St. Clair. I want to give you the website so you can keep up on all the great work that they're doing in Poland. There'll be more when they get back, I'm willing, next week. And they have a Facebook page link right on the homepage of St. Clair. That's St. Clair. C-A-C-L-A-R-E-M dot org. Again, S-T-C-L-A-R-E-M dot org. If you'd like to help out, keep up on Facebook and maybe donate or see what else you can do to help the situation with the refugees in Ukraine. And we'll be right back on Catholic Connection to wrap up with the Fact Check Friday. Some suggestions in terms of using the media wisely, especially as we move into Holy Week. We'll be right back. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. 
Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Did you know Franciscan University of Steubenville offers a Master's of Arts in Catholic Studies? Our unique program offers courses from many academic disciplines. Literature, biology, art, theology, psychology, all taught from a distinctly Catholic perspective. This 100% online program can be completed in just one year. Learn to see the world through a Catholic lens with a Master's in Catholic Studies from Franciscan University of Steubenville. Find out more at franciscan.edu slash mcs. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile. Everyday living. Effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. This show is underwritten in part by the following nonprofit company. This Easter holiday, see the movie based on the inspiring true story. Figured it out. I'm going to be a priest for Halloween. Of Father Stu. No one wants to hear the gospel from the mouth of a gangster. Academy Award nominee Mark Wahlberg. Maybe that's exactly what they need. And Academy Award winner Mel Gibson. Men don't lose when he gets knocked down, but money won't get him. God ain't giving up on you. Don't you dare go giving up on yourself. When a man comes around. Father Stu, exclusively in movie theaters April 13th. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. Almost 50 minutes past the hour. Hope you're having a beautiful Friday morning so far. You're listening to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. And as we wrap up this Friday edition, just a few days before we enter into the holiest of weeks on the Catholic liturgical calendar, I do want to take this Fact Check Friday moment to just give you some encouragement in terms of things to read and to watch and to listen to to not only help you make the most of Holy Week, but also to remember that the church is a church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against her and that Jesus is still Lord. He's a great I am, the King of kings, the Lord is Lord of lords, and he is on his throne. And the bark of Peter is going to sail to the other side because he promised it. He promised it, and he keeps his promises. And although we can get sometimes very overwhelmed in talking about all these different issues, we need to remember that as you just heard these two beautiful witnesses of our faith this is what we can do we can put the boots on the ground whether it's in Poland or right in our own backyard and roll up our sleeves and get busy at the business of building the church and blessing the nation as we always say so in order to have a a peaceful and reflective and contemplative week a suggestion for you as Doug Keck was mentioning all this incredible programming and the incredible incredibly beautiful events that are going to be brought to us live in some cases of course some other pre-recorded events that Doug mentioned but in terms of what this network gives you regarding an opportunity for fruitful prayer and reflection and to be in awe of this one holy Catholic and Apostolic Church I would highly recommend and I'm not trying to be self-serving. As Doug said, I'm just trying to tell you that the opportunities for you to grow in your faith, especially during Holy Week, we are making them greatly available to you. So you can check out EWTN.com, look at all the special programs, again, both live or pre-recorded special movies and whatnot, that are coming up in the next few days as we go into the Triduum. 
And what a beautiful thing to be able to be with the Pope and the pilgrims in Rome regarding the Stations of the Cross, which is one of my favorite events to watch on TV, or, of course, Palm Sunday this weekend, and everything that's going to be happening again during the Triduum. So that's one suggestion I have in this Fact Check Friday, which is all about using the media wisely. And then the other point that I wanted to make, and the Lord put this on my heart uh, as I prepared for the show this morning, is to go back to the teachings of the church. And in particular, how about looking at the teachings of the church regarding who we are, made in the image and likeness of God, male and female. And I'm going to give you uh, three documents slash encyclicals that I think we should either revisit or maybe if you've never actually pulled them up and read them. No better time, like the present, as they say, given everything that's happening in our culture, especially in the last two weeks with this transgender, gender ideology push that's everywhere, the indoctrination of children that we've been talking about with Dr. Michelle Cretella from the American Academy of Pediatricians or Dr. Meg Meeker from MeekerParenting.com, all these issues that are being thrust upon us and, and in a more frightening way, thrust upon the innocent children as early as four, five, and six years old. This is really insanity that's happening. But the way we fight this is first and foremost through prayer. Secondly, by awareness, because scripture is very clear and says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. How many of you have actually read Humana Vitae of Human Life, and this is my first suggestion, from Pope St. Paul VI? And if you read this document, this encyclical, you will find that it is one of the most prophetic encyclicals ever written. And I want you to pay particular attention as you're reading this and praying over it to what he says about what will happen to women in particular if we go the way of the world and the culture. And now we can look at this not just in the eyes of abortion or uh, contraception, but what's happening with the gender ideology. Who's suffering the most in this? Women especially are losing their identity. And all of this talk of this, this transgender movement is a direct attack on Jesus, body, blood, soul, divinity, the incarnation. Body is very important. We're not just souls floating around. Jesus came to earth and physically walked the earth and lived among his people for 33 years. So the physical element of who we are is extremely important. So of human life. Number two would be Pope St. John Paul II's Mulieris Dignitatum. And if you can't remember that, just look up on the dignity and vocation of women. I pre-taped an interview this morning with a wonderful priest, uh, Father Kirby, about a new book on the teachings of the church, talking about the beauty of male and female complementarity. This particular document on the dignity and vocation of women is absolutely beautiful and talks about how women have so many gifts and this is not just for women to read, but for all of us in terms of understanding that balance and why God created us so different but unique. We are equal but different. And equality never has and never will mean sameness. And that's what the world doesn't understand. And you will be better equipped to address these issues that are front and center every single day. If you spend some time in addition to following our programming and have some great prayer moments through the various events that are coming up in Holy Week, but also sitting down and reading these profound documents that many people just haven't gotten around to reading. They sit on the shelves, so to speak. They've been online forever, and they're very accessible. They're free. So Of Human Life, or Humana Vitae, by Pope St. Paul VI, and then Mulieris Dignitatum on the Dignity and Vocation of Women. 
by John Paul II. You can just look up Dignity and Vocation of Women. And EWTN has a link to all these documents, by the way, on their website at EWTN.com. And last but not least, get a copy of the book, and you can order it overnight, right, on one of these many websites. It's written by Louis DeWall, and it's one of my favorite books. I'm one of my favorite saints. It's about St. Catherine of Siena. It's called Lay Siege to Heaven. And if you think we have troubles now, you should see what St. Catherine of Siena went through. Now, many people know that, that she stood up and that she saved the papacy and brought it back from Avignon and that whole story, but a lot of you don't know everything she went through in terms of the persecution and how she had to write so many letters and how she addressed the leaders in the church, but she never lost heart and she respected the hierarchy, but she also wrote them very firmly, very lovingly, and again, very strongly. So we have Lay Siege to Heaven by Louis DeWall. We have Of Human Life. And then we also have On the Dignity and Vocation of Women. That's my Fact Check Friday for you, in addition to staying close and staying tuned to us right here at EWTN. So look these documents up and stay close to us, and I'm sure you'll have a happy and a peaceful and a fruitful Holy Week. And we'll talk to you on a Monday. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Charity. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Put on your Texas tuxedo or dancing dress and join Mount St. Michael Catholic School Under the Stars to support their school. Mount St. Michael School in Dallas invites all KATH 910 AM listeners to its ninth annual benefit banquet and fundraiser, Boots and Bling. The event takes place Saturday, April 9th at the school located at 4500 West Davis Street in Dallas. The night begins at 5 p.m. with a tour of the school. Come enjoy dinner, drinks, a live auction, and entertainment. To purchase tickets, visit msmcatholic.org. Do you want a faith-filled Catholic community where your child will thrive? Discover Immaculate Conception Catholic School in Denton, where your child will receive the very best spiritual foundation, along with excellence in education. ICCS serves 250 students ages 3 through 8th grade. Whether it's living the rosary, the celebration of the Mass, or the formation of saints, scholars, musicians, and athletes, Our Lady School is the place to be. For more information, call 940-381-1155 to arrange a tour or visit catholicschooldenton.org. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. 
Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 